the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where gold, the best kind of gold. What a legend. What a champion. Hello there, it's Sunny Mun here. You're there. That's why I said there. <laughs> Whoa! Got to work on those intros, haven't I? I am Sunny Mun, and with me as always is Mace. How are you, hey Mace? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good, good. Good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. Good to be anywhere. Good to be alive. <laughs> we are sponsored, as always, by the good folk at Mint Sports, doing some marvellous things over there for the community oh, yeah. and each other. Sponsored mm. by them, and we're also sponsored mm. by Punch Drunk. The new Canberra nightclub. Looking forward to hearing about Punch Club. Punch Club? <laughs> that was down the corner. That one's taken. That was in year eight. That, that's, if you really like someone, you hit him on the arm. How'd you go? Did you pick up last night? Mate, covered in bruises. Punch Club. Chicks were digging me. So sore. I mean, I One of them it. put their knuckle out. You know that little knuckle oh, punch? Oh, Knuckle. Right on the tip of the shoulder. Oh, doing? that's your bestie. That's your bestie if you're yeah, doing that stuff. Yeah, that's your bestie. Love him. Thanks to Punch Drunk, our new Canberra nightclub. Come on down to Punch Drunk for all your <laughs> Punch Drunk needs. Let us pray, Mace. Yeah. Let us pray that the Aussie men's test team resurgence continues in India. Oof. And let us pray that Ange Postacoglu gives someone else a go at winning. Actually, let us pray that we get a good nickname for Ange because we talk about him every week. We've got to oh. work on that. Deal with that. Put that in the back recesses if you mind to get the hamster on the wheel for me. Don't let him get that cheese. And let us pray that the cameras get off Andrew Bogut at every single time out of the oh. NBL finals. We get it. He's associated. Nauseating. <laughs> in the name of... Chris, Chris Choppy Close. Petro Sinovacida. My favourite player of all time. Whoa, Greg Kinescu and Arthur Beatson. Arthur Beatty's son. Pen. You take those words out of your mouth. Sorry, the Godfather of state of origin. The man, Artie. How dare you? The man. Who are these blokes? All Queensland legends of the game of rugby league, of rugby league, and they all they all played for the Dolphins. Little wow. for anyone playing at home back there, they're all Redcliffe natives. So there you go. Wow. Is Simon Asiva your favourite? Loved him growing up. Really? In being a Melbourneian, he was the only guy I kind of noticed because he'd be in every hit up, every hit up as a kid. And I'm thinking, guy's an animal. Not knowing anything about the game, being in Melbourne, yeah, just he was non-stop, and he'd break he'd break the New South Welshman's hearts. I felt. We had Webkey alongside him as well. So Ugh. we had Web- Webkey and Sivanasiva. I haven't seen a hit that big since. Petrol was 70 cents a litre. <laughs> Petro Sivanasiva. <laughs> You've got to love him. I had a mate. I had a mate, Big Jace, friend of the pod. Oh, good friend of the pod. He had a shirt on once and a little kid in a pram had the same shirt on as we were walking through a park. It was amazing. It was incredible. And he's the dad walking the pram, <laughs> did the double Clocked look, it. the clock, and started laughing. It was, oh, and he good. said, come on, quick, let's walk, let's go, let's go. He actually watched The Origin, and he said for 80 minutes, every hit up, Webkey, 
Webkey. <laughs> Every hit up. <laughs> the point of like, we get it. Webkey. By the way, amazing, <laughs> amazing phrase in sport is just hit up. When you think about it, <laughs> it's amazing. What? How'd you go, <laughs> mate? Best game ever. I had forty-one <laughs> hit ups. Okay, sounds so and, tough. And my post-contact meters gained. It's like, okay, so you basically hit yourself up into something, <laughs> were contacted, and kept. Hitting yourself up. All right. What'd you do? I ran at people. <laughs> Webkey. Yeah, the Webkey incentive receiver combo is terrifying. Wow. Oh, good luck to you. Oh, good absolutely. luck to you. Absolutely. This is Webkey who was trailing away on the inside. Five tackles gone, and again the call is there for the defense. It's a punch up. Webkey is trading punches with Campion. Mander has stopped play. Yeah, I think that Shane Webkey will be penalised here. He was nailed by Kevin Campion on the inside pass and took exception to it. A week is a long time in life and an eternity in sport. How's, uh, how's your week been? Week's been good. I actually um, I ran into a good friend up here. Well, not a good friend, but a high school friend. <laughs> Do you hope they're listening? You just downgraded <laughs> big time. I ran into a friend, eh, acquaintance. Oh, some mug. This prick that I hate came past the other day. Shout out, good friend of the pod, name shout and shame. Shout out to Brad Alfonso. He was the school. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think he's great. He's the school captain, and we caught up, and we just um. What's his name? Sorry, Brad Alfonso. Oh, major fake name syndrome. How many times have you gone to the cops? License, mate. I don't have it on me. Name, Brad. Brad what? Alfonso. All right, mate, you come looks, with us. You come with us. Looks at his phone. Yeah, phone zone. zone. He's on the tram getting ticket inspectors. El phone zone. Yeah, it's got alfoil <laughs> over a zone t- card. Oh, no, it doesn't work, mate. There's alfoil on it. The alfoil zone. Anyway. Mate, it was, El phone zone was a, he was a great guy and it was still a great guy. Was, now, was. Did. <laughs> getting worse. He just, yeah, he just, we were chatting and we had really nothing to talk about except high school memories. Sure, And sure. we were just talking and he said, oh. Dimmy? Did you bring up the dimming from Tony D? <laughs> no, we talked about the dimmings. We talked, he was a school captain though, so he was pretty. Oh, okay. He abided by the law at school. He was, he was a. If I know one thing about Brad Alfonso, <laughs> he's pretty straight to 180. <laughs> For a bloke whose name was given to the cops ad nauseum on house parties. <laughs> He, he was pretty straight. Mate, he was. He was. He was. He, he said, he just came out of nowhere and said to me after all, oh, I remember this, remember that. And he goes, oh, and do you remember when you used to tie up year seven kids and oh, videotape no. them tied up? Oh, no. And what? I was like, what? And he okay. goes, yeah. Okay. Do you remember in media class the <laughs> shows you used to make called Bushman Dave? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we've got a replacement for Billy's Diary when that runs out. <laughs> Okay, you need to we, slow down. You need to slow down. Okay, okay, I need okay. to know a handful of things. Okay. Blows my mind. This is my age. We're not that much different apart, but you used to film them. That's bizarre to me. Like, you tie them so up. And film. Are they on train so tracks like the first ever bit of celluloid? <laughs> what are you tying them up with? Is it just pure <laughs> bullying? Was it a surprise to you that you were a bully then and not yeah. now? Yeah, it was. And how do I get to see or hear Bushman Dave? <laughs> I don't know how Answer we're Answer all follow. those questions in one sentence. Go. <laughs> We actually did an international video as well, Bushman Dave in Bali, because we went away with both families went away. But that'll be for another pod. So we used to tie. So media class, you know, what media class is an absolute piss take, right? Absolute. <laughs> piss Unless you're take. getting tied up, then it's just traumatic. <laughs> How's media today? Just like rope burns, 
hand their parents the VCR. Someone filmed it. You got a bag over their head. It's like an assassination video on the dark web, but it's just Bushman Dave tying kids up in media class. No, I'm not going to watch behind the news. I'm going to tie up Tony D. <laughs> Maybe it was Brad Alfonso we tied up. Oh, he remembers it. it. Yeah, so, he so did you, you? Do you remember it? Oh, it just came flooding back in. The, mm. I was just like, whoa. So Dave Worson, one of my very good mates, friend of the pod, friend used to call pod. him Disco. Of course. So, you know, it was big then was the Crocodile Hunter. He was huge yeah. then. Big yep. Stevie Irwin. So we thought, we're going to do a Bushman Dave. So he Spot was on. in front of the camera. Right, we're going into the year seven quadrant. Yeah, quadrangle. <laughs> These rare species don't know what hit him. <laughs> Run up to a year seven, tie him up in the middle of the oval. Okay, now I'm on board. It's still bullying. It's still traumatic. It's really twisted, and you're filming it. But so I am. Scary. I'm in for it. I love it. Is he doing the whole like stop, drop, and roll like he's a croc? Like pin him down. And yeah. Poor kid's Hold trying to down. get his little snack out of his back pocket. Oh. <laughs> I'm cameraman. He's like, I'm holding him down. Holding him down. Look at him trying to wriggle out. Look at him trying to wriggle out. He can't get out. He can't get out. And then he Meanwhile, sort of he's just like got him in a chokehold. He goes, Oh, he seems pretty limp now. There come those sirens, and this is the time I black out. Your Honour. And so we like we did this movie. No script, no plot, no story, nothing. Mark, go out there, jump on the biggest croc you can find, nearly die, and everything will be great. Do you drink coffee? No, no, heck no. Oh, mate, top me head and blow off. I was wondering. Is- yeah, that's pretty tormenting. Yeah, the conversation pretty ended pretty quickly after the old uh, Bushman Dave chat. Yeah, so good to see you, mate. <laughs> How have you been, anyway? It was unbelievable. Yeah, good. Good. Just uncovering a lot of stuff in therapy, Mace. It's not your fault. I know. No, no, you don't. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Correct. It's not your fault. Yeah, I had a good week as well, mate. I, uh, How'd you go? I spent it in Ward 4 of uh, Vinny's Hospital for uh, wow. a good week. The home Where away from home. it down. Mate, I tell you what, just re-listening or re-editing the last Maybe Daily and knowing that I had blood in my lungs for those playing at home, it is a hard <laughs> listen in the headphones because it's like, okay, geez, this hangover is pretty crap. I've been crook for weeks. It's like, dude, go to the doctor. Dr. Nick, this malpractice committee has received a few complaints against you. Of the 160 gravest charges, the most troubling are performing major operations with a knife and fork from a seafood restaurant. But I cleaned them with my napkin. Misuse of the cadavers. I get here earlier when I drive in the carpool lane. When you said, Jesus, hang, I've never heard you talk about hangovers, and you were like, this hangover. It lasted three weeks. (laughs) Turns out I'd been walking around for a month with strep pneumonia. Wow. You know, it's funny when you go to the hospital so i went to the hospital and the last couple mm. of times i had long stints in there mm. just saying that out loud is ridiculous it's the last so couple weird, of times yeah. i actually like going to the hospital because if you're in there it's all out of your control and yeah. also it's the only time anyone ever says you're young fit and healthy because compared to like oh. the 91 year old dude rich R- ricardo in front of me with no lungs i'm like spring chook <laughs> i'm spewing up blood my lungs are gone you're an athlete. and he's like he's a young fit healthy man as you can see and i'm like yeah you're damn right i am doc you're a confidence booster yeah. but I anyway like the last few times i've gone yeah. i went once in between these two stints and i thought i was dead something had happened and they basically mm. said here's a panadol harden up go home 
But this time around, I was just apologetic. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm sure I'm wasting your time, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, you need to get in immediately. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) queue jumped. And I was so spaced out when I was in there. She asked my Medicare details at the triage. I said, look, I don't um, don't have them on me, but my UR is 566816. And that's the code that they give you on your wristband. And I just have it remembered from the last time I was in hospital. I've never thought about it. And it just popped in. She just stared at me and I'm just leaning over going, just type it in. Just type it in. So she punches it in, 866516, and stares at the screen, looks at me and she goes, oh, welcome back. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it turned out it was an infection that got into my blood and I had to hang out in the, uh, the respiratory ward and, uh, yeah, it wasn't that much fun. <coughs> I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. It's not very well ventilated down there. Wow, what was uh, Ricardo like? Oh, Rich, yeah, Richard, he was 91, he didn't have any lungs. He kept trying to bribe the nurses to kill him, which was a bit of a downer uh, um, (laughs) for everyone. I'm like trying to talk him off a ledge of an evening being like, you've got your whole life ahead of you, Ricardo. Don't do it. And he's like... He's got no lungs. You're right, sonny. And the, what thing you... with, the thing with Rich, it, so he had no lungs and he wasn't a smoker. He used to work down the wharfs. saying that. <laughs> he had no lungs. You get it? None. Can you just imagine that you for just, a second? What is happening? Just, I don't understand he it. Had, he has no he lungs. just had, he's like, it was a, a machine. He was just like on an iron lung. He's just a head. He's just, <laughs> just going, he was, oh, sunny. <laughs> Like Krang. I'm so old. Let me go. Put a pillow over my head. <laughs> Undo the jar. <laughs> Let the air out you of the jar. You want one of these pickled onions <laughs> that I've been brewing bastard. for a few months. <laughs> I said, what are you in for? He's like, just cleaning the jar. I just come in to get a jar clean once a year. <laughs> it was in the military. It was a real jar head. No, Broke me jar. So, so Rich, he had the TV on overnight. And he's deaf as a post. And I was like, oh, I've got to talk to this dude about it. But, like, how do you approach it? Because you, you couldn't have a s- solid convo. He was 91. Mm. You'd have to really pretend you listen and try and piece it together. So wow. I go to say something. And all, the first thing he says the next morning is, like, oh, the only thing uh, that keeps me going. <laughs> I'm like, it's the jar. I know it keeps you going. He goes, no, the only thing that keeps him going is having the telly on overnight. And I was like, oh, you know what? You're 91. You're on death's door. Do it, brother. Go for it. But then... Next, yeah. next night, I finally get some sleep. The pain abates a little bit. The ki- painkillers are working. I, I'm in a fever dream and I, I awake at about 3 a.m. in what effectively I think is a menagerie because it's just weird birds all around me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Richard has changed from watching TV all night to now having talkback radio on. And the uh, talkback radio subject, Mace, at 3 a.m. Yeah. was, okay, guys, call in if you think you've got a good bird call. <laughs> How many like nature lovers are up at 3am just hoping that their topic finally comes? Like yeah. Terry from Epping is just like, oh, I wish someone knew how good my kookaburra was. So anyway, I wake up to like these shrill half bird sounding maniacal things from just insomniacs and the unemployed. <laughs> okay, that was Frank from One Thaggy. That was a fantastic kookaburra, Frank. Although they are normally known for laughing, not just screaming obscenities. Okay, so call in if you think you've got a good bird noise. G'day, Reg. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Cooka, cooka. Anyway, just thought I'd ring in. Ah, 
The next day, Tony, the 56-year-old, comes in. They found a hole in his heart, so they got to operate on him. And he was pretty nervous, understandably, so I'm talking to him. And then they tell him, oh, mate, you got to shave your entire body before surgery. And Tony... Oh, so Richard died. No, nah, so he's still, he's still there. there. He's still floating around. Okay. All right, there's oh, TBC right, okay. on Ricardo. <laughs> Tony's just entered the fray and wasn't worried yep. as much about the bung ticker mm. and them ripping him open. He was worried about having to shave himself. He's like, you mean everywhere? And they're like, yeah, everywhere. And then they'd be like, so anyway, we're going to rip open your chest and pull out your heart and poke some shit. And he's like, like, everywhere? Everywhere. And they're like, yeah, mate, everywhere. He's like, why? What are you doing down there? And they're like, no, we just can't have any like stray hairs floating in there or whatever. So anyway, he goes to the dunny for dead set, mate. He's like a Greek silverback. Oh, no, Robin Williams style. Oh, my God. Like his knuckles go through puberty four times a day. Yeah. Absolutely just hair machine. Absolute fucking hair machine. He was shaving in grade two. Oh, mate. He skips his 10.30 and 11.15 shaves and he's got a beard at lunch. Anyway, he goes into the Dunnies, the silverback. He comes out with about eight disposable razors oh and they God. all look like they've just hacked their way through the Kokoda Trail. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. He looks at me and he hands him the bag over and just puts it down. And he looks at the nurse who's there and goes, I'll have to do the rest in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, the rest? It was like a satchel of them. And then I, I made the mistake of going like, hey, it's really weird that they make you shave everywhere, but like not your head. And he just got like a bit pissed off. And the nurse goes, oh, we just put like a cap, like a shower cap over it. And he's like, you couldn't have done that around the Dax? <laughs> It's a good point. This poor bastard is having point. his chest ripped open in the morning. It's 2 a.m. He's shaving his gooch with Gillette's. <laughs> like pl shitty plastic ones. Jesus. So anyway, that next night, Richard's back on TV overnight and his choice of television while he passes out in the jar yeah. is first 911 emergencies. Perfect. Awesome. Not very anxiety inducing at all in a hospital. Just sirens and people were like, yeah, we've got to do it now or he'll die. It's like, cool, tone it down. Where's the fucking Wonthaggy kookaburra when you need it? I've got to do something. I've got to change this. Yeah. And then the next show that came on, I swear to God, was Botched Surgeries. Oh, for God's sake. And there's Tony going, yeah, no worries. No, just like saying goodnight to his kids, possibly for the last time, and wondering why it hurts so much to sit wow. down because paper cuts on your gooch aren't fun. <laughs> So I had to creepily go over, lean over the jar and turn it to another channel, just praying that, that he, fucking... Jar Boy wouldn't wake up. Jar, jar Boy head. wouldn't get the, the pickle on me. <laughs> anyway, mate, I've got a thousand of those yarns, but I'm all tickety-boo wow. now. Wow. My usual wow. annoying, flinty, high-pitched voice is back. It's back. <laughs> you don't get any sleep in those joints, do you? With the beeping nah. and the jar, the pickle jar and old oh, mate shaving. Mate, it, it's, it's just... It's mayhem. Absolute mayhem. It's a nightmare in there. The tolerance you build up quickly for painkillers is bizarre. I, by the end, I'm just trying all sorts of cocktails. I'm getting them to do whatever <laughs> they can. You got any of those eye drops that make you see different colours that don't exist? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> got any of that beer that has candy floating in it? You know, Skittlebrow? Such a product does not exist, sir. I think you must have dreamed it. Oh, well, then just give me a six-pack and a couple of bags of Skittles. Uh-oh. It's time. It's time. It's time. My favorite time of the week, baby. Let's do it. 
<laughs> well, 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 you guessed it, it's Billy's Diary. Well, last time we left off with uh, with Billy's Diary, it was his birthday and he was, um, he was, in the he was boot. having a grand old time. He was in the boot. <laughs> he got out of the boot. He got some cards. Oh, his birthday. Yeah, he did too. Um, he had a good birthday. He went to school and was working hard and then he went to the district squad and got kicked out. So a, it was all happening. A real Hemingway kind of writer too, you know. Puts the yeah, words together pretty Yeah, as in you've got well. to drink a bottle of whiskey just to get through it. <laughs> Saturday the 15th of April, 1989. Mm. Today I played football with Derek. Wow, he's really back on the scene. And went to the deli on my bike. The deli? Derek and the deli? <laughs> Just go and grab us a few slices of ham. What year is that? Am I conceived that night? Who sends their kid to the deli? That's a desperate boy to get rid of him, isn't it? Huge. Uh, go ride on your bike. Where? Uh, deli. All right. What do you want, the mild suppressor? That's odd. Anyway. He continues. We're going to be a big chicken loaf man, I reckon, Bill. Real big chicken oh, loaf head. Oh, yeah. Real big. big chicken loaf head. <laughs> He's next to Ricardo. Jarhead and chicken loaf head. All the chicken heads, be quiet. All the chicken heads, be quiet. All the chicken heads, be quiet. Yeah, baby, I also wrote lots of draft copies of letters that I will send to Portugal and Queensland. Wow. Today... The sandful season started with round one. Sandful? Okay. Where are you? We're in Adelaide. Oh. Mm, near, near Glenelg. Mate, we're, it's, a, it's a journey, man. Oh it's God. a journey. Absolute atlas your whole life. Where else have you lived? Jesus Christ. Port played Sturt and Norwood played Glenelg. I go for Port and Port won. I hate Glenelg and Glenelg lost. <laughs> Really, really. Pretty good stabbing, day. Really shoving it in there, isn't he? <laughs> Mate, fuck the deli. Stuff I like wins and stuff I hate loses. Woo! Support fan. Mm. Wow. Okay, here we go. S- Sunday, the 16th of April, 89. Yeah. This morning was amazing. Wow. Okay. All right, he's never been this excited. First, before I went to soccer training, <laughs> mum told me that in England... 108 people had been trampled on at the FA Cup semi-final between Liverpool and Nottingham Forest. (laughs) Hillsborough? Is that Hillsborough? No, it's not. Yeah. It is Hillsborough. Yeah. The Hillsborough disaster. It goes on. He said today was amazing. What was so fucking amazing about it? Who's saying today's amazing? Dad didn't send me to the deli again. This is is history. (laughs) This is history. First, before I went to soccer training, so it's in his, in his life as well, mum told me that in England, 108 people had been trampled on at the FA Cup semi-final wow. between Liverpool and Nottingham Forest. The game was abandoned after six minutes because lots of young, brackets, children... <laughs> this is brutal. The game was abandoned after six minutes because lots of young, brackets, children, close brackets, supporters were squashed. Next sentence. Apart from that, I went to training and helped Dad collect some wood from the school and Adam V's Nana's house. It's not Bill's story. It's Ivan Milat's story. What is going on? Which part was amazing. Today was amazing. 108 kids were squashed and I picked up some wood. I think the kids are the amazing bit. This is just 
not cool. Oh my god, this is taking a dark turn. Well, I can't believe we've got history there. That's incredible, actually. That's wild. That is huge, isn't it? How morbid your mum? What's happened today, mum? Kids dead. <laughs> I think it's pretty like it's very futuristic histo- yeah. of her. Like, hey, this is big. This is an historical moment. It's not every day that uh, Nottingham Forest make the semis. I know they were big back in the day, but hey. <laughs> I just wonder what happened with the wood from school and Adam V's Nana's house. Wow. Very dark. Oh, Billy. That was Billy's diary. Thanks, Bill. Billy's diary. God, oh, he's going to be telling that story on his jarhead bed. I'd hate to hear him out of obituary. <laughs> Today is amazing. So that was an amazing day for all the kids who got squashed to death. Sandwiches at the bar. When's the replay? When's the semi replay? We start with cricket. It's a big, big time for cricket. Wow. The Aussie girls win yet another T20 World Cup. You can set your watch to it, Mace. They are unbelievable. They're the best team in world sport for the last decade. And if you don't believe that, I'll fight you. If you want to throw down in fisticuffs, fine. I've got Jack Johnson and Tom O'Leary waiting for you right here. Our blokes were clearly taking notes. The Aussie men shelved the sweep and won a test in India for the first time since 2004. Amazing. Thanks mainly to Nathan Lyons, 11 wickets for yep. the match. We are back. Yeah, back, baby. Until this week when we get pumped. Head just in that last inning is just saying, you know what, fuck this. <laughs> I'm ending this now. Going to be interesting to see what our opening pair is for the Ashes because I don't know how you pick Warner. Do you, think head, do you think head's a chance? Yeah, but I also think you've got Bancroft and Harris in the mix. Yep. and I just don't know. If I was Warner, I'd want to try and get a bit of shield cricket in or something because... He's concussed. He's out of form. He's got a broken well, he's arm. Been cussed he doesn't for play since... cricket again until the world test. He's been concussed. For... <laughs> he's been concussed since birth. <laughs> I think that's what happens to kids in Matraville. They're just all concussed. What's your name? <laughs> Candace. Oh. Where do you live? Three little girls. Okay. Um, what, what's your favourite colour? Loving dad. Oh, we get the angle, dude. OLED. We wish him best. OLED. You remember that OLED TV ad he was on? And the selling point, he goes, the blacks are so black. (laughs) Cool. So when it's turned off, it looks mint. (laughs) How do you sell coloured lighting? Talk about how good it is when it's not on. Absolute peanut. I like to watch a lot of sport and and Netflix, and that's something I'm capable of doing on, on these TVs. And the thing that stood out for me was the blacks in the OLED. It's a wow factor, and I think that really stands out for me and for a lot of people. To domestic cricket now, where the Tassie women's last over victory in the WNCL. It's the most dramatic finish you'll ever see. I couldn't even say a sentence then. (laughs) They snare five wickets off the last over. Unbelievable. Scuppering the hitherto cruising South Australians in their chase. Did you see this at all? It was incredible. What an over. Unbelievable. The South Australians needed four to win. Yeah. And the last over went first ball wicket, bold. Second ball, single. Third ball, charged down the deck, stumped. Fourth ball, wicket, it's driven oh. down the ground, laced, going to go for runs for sure. Ricochets off the bowler, non-striker's gone. Insane. That's when you start thinking, yeah, this ain't going to script. It's not going to happen. 
Now, just for good measure, balls five and six. Five is plum LB, and six, they get run out when only one batter attempts the ambitious second run. So, yeah, five for bugger all. Five for one in the last. Yeah, incredible. Insane. Absolutely incredible. Love it. I was going bananas. Speaking of incredible finishes, Test Cricket is back. The Kiwis snuff out Bazball. I don't like that term. Hate it. Anyway. Hate everything about it. And also, like... It came in when there's a new skipper. Like, since when in cricket do we give any plaudits or credit to the coach? Ever. Should be fucking Stokes ball, That's if anything. Right. Anyway. Exactly. Anyway. Kiwi skipper Tim Southey snatched victory from the jaws of defeat when he strangled Jimmy Anderson down the leg side, completing the that narrowest of victories. One run. I would love to, to get a stat on how many times Anderson has been at the crease when a test match is finished. Because he bats last yeah. and has played over yeah, 100 yeah, of yeah. them. I feel like so he's been there a lot. He, he would be just out there going, like, having to stand around and watch people celebrate more than any other player in test history. <laughs> so true. Waiting to shake their hand, just standing in the middle being like, yeah, awesome. Again. So true. He'd have to hold the record by a country mile. It's incredible. And that sort of thinking is my Valium. That puts me to sleep when the menagerie's yeah, going great. in Ward 4. I'm like, oh, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. No matter how good you are. No matter how good you are, mate. You've been out there more than anyone waiting oh, to shake hands. It. Suck it, Jimmy. Jimmy is pretty sweet on you. To football now where Ange wins again. It oh. is more Celtic silverware for Scotland's favourite Aussie after his hoops defeat bitter rivals Rangers to grab the Scottish Cup. Are we, are we getting closer with Ange? Ange watch. Mange, <laughs> Mange manager watch. I don't know. Ange uh, poster, poster clag glue. Something like that. <laughs> Okay. Poster clag glue. Poster clag glue. So he's what sticks the posters up. Yeah. So another win is like another poster. Another on the poster wall on the wall. A, so instead of like instead of like hanging the flag or a pennant, he puts posters up. Yeah, it's like a, a young pubeless Scottish kid in his room putting Ange posters up. Oh, and he's the glue. He's making it happen. He's making the poster clag glue. Little little the Ange poster clag glue. Love it. Poster clag glue. Manage Mange. <laughs> Mange? I don't know if we need Mange. It's close to manager, Ange. He's a man. Okay, great work. (laughs) You know what? First idea, best idea. I think you nailed it with poster clag glue. Poster Poster clag clag glue. Gets that kid putting another one up on the wall, slapping up the wallpaper. There we go. Here we go. Can't stop winning. Sticky situation, clag glue. I like it. It's sticking. He's a freak, clag glue. He is an absolute freak. Where is he going to end up? He's played it smart so far. I hope he stays there and just has a little mini yeah, dynasty would be for a great few there. years and yeah. then swings into the yep. EPL. Because Brendan Rodgers sort of left with a week's notice and he had a massive dynasty, but he's not really revered by the fans as much anymore because of the sour taste yeah, of what right. he left. Yeah. They yeah. love Ange. Yeah. And if he just plays his cards right and says, like, I'm going to go at the end of next season or whatever, take us through Europe, win heaps of trophies, go out I think hero. he'll, he'll be right. able to... Because yeah. he mentioned there was... Is there like, I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but the story of him when they won the title, someone interviewed him and said, how are you going to celebrate? And he goes, oh, got a nice bottle of scotch. I don't mind a whiskey. I'm going to have a whiskey tonight. And apparently the next day, trucks pulled up at his house and people were offloading like crates of whiskey. Incredible. Sponsored whiskey. Absolutely. People were just bringing bottles around. He's like, yeah, I'm never going to get through it in my Amazing. lifetime. Amazing. That is So incredible. he's an absolute wow. hero there. Incredible. How are we going to celebrate tonight? I'm going to drink the following things. I'm going to look at the Mona Lisa. I'm going to have sleep with Charlize Theron again. I mean, you know, the huge. To anyone listening. Oh, post a clag, Luke. Thanks for calling SEM, the home of sport. Currently, we can't get to your call right now. So why don't you leave a message after these cool beats?
kill you dickheads at sin. You all bagged the Aussie team. <laughs> and guess what? They won. You don't know shit. Now, you want to hear my bird call? I can't do a dove, but I can do a good rose from dove turn. <laughs> uh, here it goes. You ready? Fuck! 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 The talkie hand! Fuck! Bataki, you're waiting for my Bataki ham. What are you? Are you all lame vegans or something? As always, Andy Ma is the best. Fuck! Fuck! In the EPL, Arsenal keep getting it done. They maintain their lead atop of the EPL. It's going to be a nice race going in, though. There'll be some wobbles yep. on the way. Your mob are going to lose Firmino at the season's end. That's not good. He'd be my top ten, top ten Liverpool players of all time. He is just wow. It's it's more top than 10 just of the all player. Time. It's more than just the player. He's never done anything wrong. He's an upstanding citizen of the Mazzy side. Ooh. He's professional. He's had some serious oh. moments in Liverpool's history with our silverware. He is the man. Big big fan of Bobby. All right, top ten. I might need to get your top ten one Ooh, day. Yeah. We'll post it Ooh, on yeah. socials. And man, you in their quote drought. After defeating Newcastle in the illustriously named Carabao Cup. <laughs> yeah, six years is not a drought, especially when your opponent hasn't won since 1969. <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm a Newcastle fan. And I just sat there watching it and it was just like, oh, wouldn't it be great? It's going to be great for them to end the drought. I'm like, are you serious? It's unbelievable. Over half a century. Never in my lifetime. Yeah, man, you. Poor man, you. Need more trophies. Might be time for the Saudi Toon Army to get poster cloud glue on the blower, I reckon. <laughs> Get it done. Turn the stripes around and have the hoops. I don't care. Man, you were also opening the pockets to be lined by a takeover, rumoured to be in the realm of, wait for it, Mace, five billion pounds. Insane. So about eight billion. It's like the GDP of a small nation. I can't get my head around it. What are they thinking? Five billion? God, thank God they ended their drought. God. Drips. Crying for these fucking <laughs> assholes. It's crazy. It's actually rare with that amount of drips. You'd think there'd be some liquid to end the drought earlier. Anyway, still bitter. It's now our tenth week without rain. Doesn't look like the heat's going to let up just yet. And to the coveted Pushkas Award for Goal of the Year. Oh, Jesus Christ, like you said, Pushkas, I wasn't sure what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Did I really lean into it? Yeah, real, real puss, real puss, star. Puss. We've got another award for that. <laughs> to the coveted Pushkas Award for Goal of the Year, where other contenders didn't stand a chance, mm. in hindsight, nor did anyone arguing have a leg to stand on. Yeah, I'm taking all the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> when Polish amputee Marcin Oleski took home the honours via an audacious overhead kick, as he propped himself up on one crutch and launched into a bicycle kick from the edge of the box. Yeah. Okay, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's got six to hold him up. <laughs> he's, got, he's cheating. <laughs> he's cheating. He's got one leg. Yeah, but he's... St- he's got sticks. <laughs> hey, uh, good news, bad news, mate. Um, Going to lose the leg. But uh, good news. Want a couple of sticks? What person's taking that trade ever? <laughs> What are they? Sticks. Oh, they're pretty neat. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give them to you. Yeah, sweet. Just chop one of your legs off. Oh, give me a minute. 
Can I phone a friend? Yeah, you're right. We, although, in, in fairness, in fairness, yeah. can it be a bicycle kick if it's only one leg? Like, That's can't a, be a bicycle. very good point. That is a very good point. I'll change that. I'll cha- hang on, let me redo that. Uh, he propped himself up on a crotch. Uh, on a crotch. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Puskas. Now I'm watching. Now you're, push- now you're talking about Puskas. <laughs> That's the other Puskas award. Uh, you know, he propped himself up on his crutch and launched into an audacious unicycle kick. I don't know. What do we call it? <laughs> very good. Very <laughs> good. Uh, how does VAR work? Can they draw the line on the offside on the crutch? <laughs> or the arm Because it's a game of millimetres sometimes You know when they draw that line And you're like Oh what is that his elbow You'd be like Oh my god Put the crutch down Oleski You would have had a hat trick Oh he's stick side Yeah no go oh. stick side <laughs> Or when they put a cross in Back stick Oh Some low hanging fruit And it's ripe So we picked it Yeah Imagine those like You know those asinine Sort of like player profiles they do Any superstitions Marson? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I always put my right sock on first. No shit. Oh, I think I'm done. Always pick up my left stick. I think with... I'm <laughs> stick. I like how you got like a stick. They're just <laughs> hopping around as they find a couple that happen to find two that are perfectly gripped crutches. Oh, you should have seen the stick I was using on the way in. No, it was a great goal. Great goal. Yeah, it was good. And to all our amputee listeners out there, we are oh, sorry. Yeah. So it was just, um, it was just, yeah, you know, he won the award. Call it even. Good on him. Shit! Did you see that? He must have a foot like a traction engine. Goal! <laughs> AFL now, where North Melbourne coach Alistair, I wear shorts in the snow and I'll kill you with my thumbs. Oh Clarkson apologises for his treatment of a female journalist down at Arden Street. Then, in the same breath, says he can't really guarantee it won't happen again. <laughs> Way to learn from your mistakes for all of three fucking seconds, Clarko. Oh, He'd be a tense so, dude, wouldn't he? I'm starting to realise who the main Marlon Brando's character in Apocalypse Now is based on. It's Alex the fucking Clarkson. Oh, yeah. He's Colonel just Kurtz. out of control. <laughs> it stinks of a new film, I reckon. <laughs> Alistair Clarkson playing Colonel Kurtz. The horror at Arden Street. The horror of, of the spoon. <laughs> I don't know if it was a piss take, but I saw him give a pep talk to the team and he was like, you live a rich, full life oh, these days. Brilliant. Life expectancy is 80-odd years. This is just a small little snippet of your life where you can dedicate yourself to the Hawthorne football... Sorry, the North Melbourne football... Doing script. Doing. I'll just use the speech from the last time. I mean, we won a few flags back then. <laughs> no, no, you did some other things back then that you shouldn't have. <laughs> Stop copying and pasting, Clucko. <laughs> If you're going to copy and paste, I suggest copying Ange and pasting with the poster clag glue. Oh, I like what you're doing there. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> you did a little side-to-side head no, bobble? No, 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 Like those bobble heads on the dashboard? <laughs> nice, 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 nice. You're doing a five-point turn. That's what your head looked like. It's nice. To America's NBL, a.k.a. the NBA, where precocious talent Jar Morant keeps wielding his gun around in public. Mm. Probably not the wisest choice from the millionaire superstar with the world at his heavily sponsored feet. But hey, you got a right to bear arms, so fill your boots, pal. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> the Sydney Kings and New Zealand Breakers are locked at one apiece in the NBL finals. Incredible. You know what I've noticed? Yeah. It always seems to me like the NBL just forever has had budget sponsors. It always looks like it's the 90s. I don't yeah, know what it, it is. Does. Chemist Warehouse and Kmart. Kmart's written yeah. on the on the parquet floor. That was Melbourne Tigers' big sponsor. Yeah, it was yeah. in the nineties. <laughs> 
Now even Northcote Plaza is like, nah, we're good. No Kmart. <laughs> NBL's like, we'll have it. Snap it up. Northcote Plaza. Yeah, they got rid of the Kmart. Filthy. Jeez. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely filthy. Sonny's Musings. Brain Dome Activity. I love Kmart. Sonny's Musings. How good is it in Kmart? It's good, isn't it? It's the best. They basically pay you. Here's 40 bucks and chuck some candles in. But it's all stuff that, like, you know you're getting hoodwinked. It's like, oh, my God, it's $2 for a packet of wooden pegs. I'm not even buying plastic ones. And you put them up and it rains once and they just disintegrate. And you're like, kind of need them outdoors, mate. Every single item is like that. It's a plunger, but you've got the plunger doesn't quite fit, so it leaks. That's right. Everything's slightly off. I love Kmart. Welcome to the NBL where everything is slightly off. <laughs> Even the noise of the ring McClunk clunk. McClunk Oh Good friend of the pod Massimo Massimo mm. Over in England mm. Sends me a message Out of the blue And I haven't followed up with him Because I'm an idiot Just mm. saying Hey mate Listen to the pod I went to school With Indiana Faithful Are you Fucking kidding me Real person In Sydney So I said Oh my god I'm not gonna Google it I don't want to find out anything, and I, in the meantime, haven't got back in touch with him. <laughs> but anyway, the plot thickens. Oh, my God. He played under some other dude's name who's actually a person. Indiana Faithful, so it is a guy. So the plot thickens there. Doesn't it? Come down to the new hotspot in Rocking Canberra. Yeah, you know the one. Punch drunk. Plenty to do and see it, PD. Every Friday and Saturday from 7pm till sunrise. Use the code, get your head kicked in at the door to win two free drinks on entry. Enjoy our happy hour from 9pm till midnight, where you can get $4 pints with a side of North Queensland cocksucking cowboy. And I'm not talking about the drink. Yeehaw! With DJ Hoppawati using those famous fingers all over the ones and twos, your booty will not stop shaking, especially with John nearby. No lines here, only the ones that keep you up at night. Isn't that right, Todd Carney? Oh, yeah. Most importantly, try your luck on the dance floor and see if you can get the shit kicked out of you by a famous NRL superstar. The odds are short, my friend. They never let us down. NRL stands for never really loose, but you can change that by getting down a punch drunk. Where it's looser than Joey John's ass after a weekend of shelving. Punch drunk. You know the spot. Such a good song. To 
game played in heaven, rugby, where Artie Surveyor has admitted he, quote, has to be better in the wake of his throat-slitting gesture. Yeah. At Melbourne Rebels scrum half Ryan Lawrence, Surveyor was also seen mouthing the words, you're fucking dead. Subtle, <laughs> subtle. We got it with the throat thing. <laughs> so I told a guy on a basketball court he's got no dick. Sorry, what? That was one of my ones. I said to him. Sorry, what? Indiana Faithful, <laughs> what'd you say? I was that upset with this guy playing for the Brunswick Celtics, friends of the pod, that I shouted at the bloke. Oh, yeah. Hey, mate, you have no dick. Wow. One of the great sledges, mate. You know what? Still talked about to this day. Oh, for what reason? For its impact or how idiotic it is? How stupid it was, yeah. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? Can't say, can't say one word. Even the guy who can't think says something, you guys just stand there? Come on! But it kind of is good enough where it's so idiotic that you just dismiss it. But later at night, he'll be like, what does he mean, no dick? Like, he knows I've got a dick. Yeah, I said, like, you've got no dick, and then I did that, but I did it across my groin. I did it across my groin. You did the throat slitting across your... You didn't really. Across my groin. You did the swear to God. throat slitting <laughs> manoeuvre across your groin. Across you the did groin. Not. I went like that. I did. I, you got no dick and did this. And I said... I, got, I just had to apologise and said, I need to do better. Sorry, mate. You do have a dick. I'm, I'm sorry. You do. <laughs> you do have a penis. I'm really sorry, mate, that I said you don't have one. Yeah, well, you do. Whip it out. Show everyone in case anyone believe me. <laughs> I did like, though, with this manoeuvre, the commentator at the time chimes in, oh, there's better ways to get the message across. I'm not sure there are. That's the perfect one. Aside from literally slitting his throat, I, I know reckon... exactly what he wants to do. Oh, crystal clear. <laughs> Throat slitting. Yeah, check. Then we've got verbal threat of death. Okay. Yeah, check. Message received. Is he looking for a necklace? What's he trying to say? You're going to fucking eat a pie? What's he saying? Something about a pie? This guy loves pies, but he reckons they're all out. It's like, nah, no more. Across the neck. Okay. You can do it! Cut his fucking head off! Let's move on to tennis. And March 20th, we'll see Rafa Nadal drop out of the top 10 world rankings for the first yeah. time since 2005. First start. Incredible start. streak. Take, take it to take the, it net to the tram tracks. I'll oh, take it to that's the That's really good. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, incredible streak from the king of clay and OCD wedgies. Top 10 for 17 years is phenomenal, really. He's an absolute legend of sport, really. Yeah, big time. Best streaker yeah. since the uh, 82 granny. To winter sports... And yet again, it's medals galore for the good guys in Colorado's X Games. Seriously, when do we get good at this stuff? Scotty James won gold. He's now medaled in every X Games since 2016. Teen prodigy and maybe daily favourite Valentino Giselli picked up bronze. Love it. And earlier, Tess Cody became the first Aussie woman to medal at the X Games, taking home silver in the snowboard slope style. You! <laughs> she lost out to Kiwi Zoe sadowski sinnett Cody stated afterwards... Quote, this would be good. Zoe is one of my best friends, so it's sick to be able to shred with her. <laughs> we get so hyped for each other. <laughs> All right, end quote. Hope the medals don't interfere with you packing each other's bongs later, girls. That's fine. <laughs> Snoochie boochie noochies. Now, I thought that was all for the sporting headlines at the moment, but am I right in thinking that we're harking back to another time? Oh, yeah. 
Yes, welcome to Mace's Retro Headlines. I was scouring the internet and I out popped this. Scouring? <laughs> You're cleaning the Teflon off it. Scouring. <laughs> you got the steel wool on the screen <laughs> as you clean your laptop. And I found this story, Sonny Mum. One yeah. of the weirdest stories from 1973 in America. Okay. We're going back, babe. I'm just trying to get over you <laughs> scouring. But that's okay. <laughs> Scary. How do you scour the entire internet? You're going to be there a while, mate. Well, I've worked Especially it out. the dark web. How do you clean the dark web? You know how dirty some of the shit on there is? I've just been scouring the dark web. Righto, mate. I'm just going to go paint the world. Race ya. I put my gloves on, my dishwashing gloves on, and got on the Google. And I found this story, 1973. It's called yeah. The Wife Swap Story. Okay. You wouldn't believe it. Let me read this out. The New York Yankees... Fritz Peterson oh, yep. and Mike and, and Mike Kekic okay. held separate press conferences during the 1973 spring training season announcing they had traded wives. <laughs> <laughs> you just said that like a voice from the crypt coming up to get Jarhead in Ward 4. You have traded wives. Dun, dun, dun. No they, way. Actually, they had swapped entire families, including dogs. Hang on. This is the worst swingers party ever. <laughs> what happened at that dinner party? Yeah. Keys in the bowl and the dog collar and the kids' lunch boxes for Monday. Like, what is it? What, what happened? They fell in love with each other's wives and it was kind of amicable. They kind of just said, yes, it's happening. We're going to do it. Love, it's a motherfucker, huh? So they used to hang out all the time. They're like, yeah, you know what? Let's just split up. So every, every, all the kids stayed with the mum? Yeah. Because they're on the road as baseballers. Were they still playing? Yeah, they were playing still. They're on, they're on the road a lot. And they te- they're teammates. Yes. Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekic swapped wives, all families, including dogs. And then the, I love the last sentence. The two men didn't think their lives were particularly interesting, but weren't they wrong? Oh, wow. Well, yeah, 50 years later, we're talking about it. <laughs> so That's something's gone down at this dinner, and they've just sort you of You know said, what as well? I yeah. reckon these sort of blokes too, like professional athletes who just travel in each other's pockets all the time, got to kill time. I give it six months, and they're like, you know, one of them will be complaining, going like, oh, my God, she doesn't dry the dishes. She leaves them in the rags. Like, mate, it used to do my head in. Like, they're just going to be mates again. They don't care to be like, oh, did she do that shit to your elbow? Like, when you're about to finish? It's like, mate, a bit personal, but yeah, what's that right. about? Does the dog sniffy? Did he still drag his ass around on the carpet? Oh, oh have you moved the he? fridge yet? Have you moved the fridge yet? Yeah, what is that stain? Dude, keep the fucking fridge where it is. Just, I don't know, but it was me and it was after a big night. Keep it where it is. It sounds like a 30, 1930s story. It's 73. Yeah. Not that long ago. Oh, mate. Oh, I, th- I think adultery is fairly spanned across <laughs> the universe. True, true. But I haven't scoured the internet. Internet scouring. <laughs> what are you up to? WW. Oh, you're not even at the third W yet. Mace's retro headlines. Mate, retro headline. I like it. All right. Finally, my Monday night into a football team, the FC Digabats. I don't know who we beat. Yeah. We beat someone because I was in hospital at the time. And Mace's <laughs> inner city Barata lost to grand final rivals in the rematch, the granny rematch, South yep. Sydney Spartans. Gotcha. Hoo-hoo. 
beat us by about 11. They were just played a better game. Two on the they bounce for the Barada better. boys. Two on the bounce. We need these losses. Mm. There's a lot you can learn from a loss. Yeah. And that's what we're looking to do. That you're not that's good enough. We just need to make top four, mate. That's all we need to do. Yeah, I like this sort of rhetoric. Panic. Yeah, got any sports headlines? It's time to unpack the major sporting suitcase of the week. And if rugby I mentioned was the game played in heaven, rugby league is probably the game played <laughs> on a loop in purgatory. And it's back! The NRL season has oh. kicked right off. And it's kicked off with a bang. Love it. So, mate, we don't really have any major stories, but we just want to talk NRL because it is back. We know there's a lot of uh, lot of Mexicans down that way near where you are who listen to the show, who are keen on it. So how do you want to run through this? I just want to preview the season and anything that you're looking forward to. I know you're a big... Rugby league man, rugby. But yeah. I just, but just coming, coming from Melbourne over the last long, well, I've been here nearly nine years. It's you know, I've, there's a love hate relationship with rugby. Really? Being a Melbourneian, being a Melbourneian, you know, growing up there, you'd go to a, a rare Melbourne Storm game and watch mm. Marcus Bye <laughs> run down the wing, yeah. Bye and his boys. I don't think I went there for the game because I hated the game being a Melbourneian, but there was cheerleaders You're there. You're mentioning funny. being a Melbourneian like I mentioned Richard not having any lungs. <laughs> so being a Melbourneian, going to watch Melbourne and Melbourneian, <laughs> you're working for the tourism board. Coming from the most livable city in the world six years running, I'd just like to say that the Melbourne Storm an absolute delight and I just go for the occasion. <laughs> I loved going to the games, not because I was a teen. Mm-hmm. I was a vulnerable virgin. Oh, vulnerable wow. virgin. Double V. Fair gimmick as a wrestler. Vulnerable virgin. <laughs> hey, did you get a win? No. Okay. Hot. If I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. Oh, uh, it was my favourite. It was my favourite being the vulnerable virgin Olympic Park. Oh, yeah. Watching those cheerleaders and yeah. fireworks. But coming to here in Sydney, mm. I love... You go? How local mm. the game is up here. You know, you, I work in Malabar and watch, looking at all around all the streets there, it's either mm. Rabbitoh stickers, Rabbitoh flags, mm. people dressed in all Rabbitoh's gear. It's a lot of Rabbitohs. It's unbelievable. I love that. Yeah, I love okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Sporting in the community. Yeah, so I do I do love the game, but I'm still huge Origin fan. Greatest rivalry in sport, bar none, and I'll argue that Absolutely. to the death with anyone. Absolutely. Which would be a weird thing to do. It'd be a pointless argument, but anyway. <laughs> the elephant in the room here is that the mm. Dolphins got up in round one. Incredible. Supercoach Wayne Bennett led the Dolphins to their first victory over the salary sombreros of Sydney City. <laughs> who should be there and thereabouts at the end of the proceedings. But they're going to have a long season. They won't get heaps of wins, but they're going to have a good supporter base. Redcliffe. Yeah. That area is great. And, oh, and I yeah, love that like right. Bennett just loves sticking it up to the Broncos. Oh, Hates the donks now. It's so good. Hates them. The date in your calendar you want to mark down is Friday night, Friday the 24th of this month in about three weeks, and that's going to be Brisbane versus Redcliffe. That'll be absolutely gangbusters, oh, that one. I reckon be that'll be the stonker. next time they might compete for a win too, just quietly. The other time I really want to see them play, just for morbidity, is when they come up against the West Tigers, because Tim Sheens is back in charge with Benji Marshall under him as a mentor. But Tim Sheens yeah. and Bennett's combined age on that night, will be 146 years old. (laughs) (laughs) They're both going to be 73, the young bucks. That is incredible. I'm too old for this shit. Speaking of the West Tigers, 
I actually went to a game out there. Talk me through your game day experience. A few seasons. Wow. It was at Lemire Stadium. Lemire Lemire. Stadium. That holds about three and a... (laughs) It was great. It was... Well, it wasn't great, actually. It was was okay because I got there. It holds about 5,000 people. And being... I've inherited the West Tigers as my team because my lovely partner... Her whole family live out in the southwest, so we went to the game. Are they Western Magpies, or are they the Balmain Tigers back in the day? They're... You don't even know. Oh, what would they be? I wouldn't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> Look at your disgust. You're a disgrace to your family. You don't even know. You're not as bad, just quickly, as my brother, who has been a Manly fan since day dot, and he's gone off him. He's just a contrarian. I think he was trying to play up to the whole, like, nah, they're not inclusive enough. I'm like, bullshit. So he's on he's on Redcliffe. Basically, because <laughs> no. as you heard in his diary, he only had a Sandful team. So now his two footy code teams are the Gold Coast Suns and the Redcliffe Dolphins. Of course. All he does, you know what his go-to is? Mate, remember since day one? <laughs> remember since day one? Oh, just quickly, on Manly. Yeah. When he was a member for them a couple of years ago, he, yeah. he signed up his son, George, who at the time was about five, mm. for a kid's membership. And they sent the memberships in the mail to the wrong names. So Billy got one going, hey, Billy, really glad you're a member this year. We're going to have face painting and jumping castles <laughs> and heaps of lollies to give out. And then he hands George his and he goes, hi, George. That likes being a member. Uh, we got the cheerleaders. The bar's going to be pretty half price. Uh, if you sign up with our betting agent and, you know, you get a free bet. Like, they gave him all this sort of stuff. And it's like, George wow, is like, this is great. Amazing. <laughs> this is awesome. And Billy reckons the jumping castle wasn't even fun after, like, the third time. <laughs> well, speaking of bars, at mm. Lemire's Station, at Lemire's Stadium, actually, one of the great setups of all time. Wow. 5,000 people in this stadium, packed out one bar. Yeah, and no one drinks at rugby league. Nah, not at all. Line is massive. Oh my god! Everyone, so I go there being the new guy and the yeah, I'll crew go to the bar. as the fan. I'll go to the bar. I'll get everyone a drink. Sure. Go there. I'm there for forty minutes. First half bar. They got a little TV for you. Everyone's watching it on their phone, huddling around oh, different no. people, waiting in no. line. I, I get to the front of the line. <laughs> I'll have five beers, please. You can only have four, mate. Yeah. Four only. Oh, and by the way, no FPOS, cash only. Cash only? Cash what sort of only. Underhanded don't get me scheme sh- is this? Don't get me started on cash only in places around this I town. I will get oh you started. Oh, my God. What are they What's fucking, going on? What are people thinking cash only? What are they doing? Are you getting recruited by Carlton in the 80s and 90s and stuff? Like, what, what, what is it? A brown paper bag in the car park Ridiculous. for four beers now? I went, into a Chinese, I went to a Chinese restaurant the other day out at Maroubra and they asked for my BSB and account name. And I was just like, account number. <laughs> like, what? Are they transferring you funds? I swear, I swear, I'll go, I have the honey chicken and whatever. And he goes, yeah, see on the counter. And it was his BSB and account number. I had to transfer money oh, to it. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've got news for you. He did not work there. <laughs> That's not the wallet, Inspector. I get to that front of that line and get those uh, beers, and she says, cash only. I say, okay, where's the ATM? Oh, yeah. One ATM in the whole thing. <laughs> Guess how many people you turn are around, there's a line up. for that. <laughs> Everyone's watching it on their phone. I got back at the 60th minute mark <laughs> with the first beers. So how's the game day experience? <laughs> it was fan-fucking-tastic. Well, mate, Cronulla's even worse. Like, they're one of the premier teams, and they've basically got Portaloos up the back of their hill. It's ridiculous. Oh Portaloos. Doing. Well, you're really doing it, aren't you? You're just shitting in the street. 
got so many stories about the rugby league being from Melbourne. You just don't, as you as you heard. Are you a Melbourneian? <laughs> My old man came up here to Sydney once and got friend absolutely of the friend of the pod. Got absolutely shit faced for the whole weekend, and came home. And two weeks later, he had a Rabbitohs membership in the mail. <laughs> so guess who goes for the Rabbitohs? He's been going for him for the last twenty years. He reckons. Foundation member. <laughs> Foundation. Mate, your brother and I went and did the double. We went and did the double one year from Melbourne because we're Melbournians now. <laughs> and we said, right, we'll go watch a game at the SCG, watch the Swans, and then we'll pick a weekend where one team's playing in the in the Arvo, one's at night. So we flew straight in, straight to the SCG, watch the Swans Hawks. That Amazing. finishes. And we ducked straight across the road to watch the, uh, the league. Wow. Go and watch Souths play. And we're like, let's go stand in the, the burrow. The burrow. Yeah. Let's, go, let's go sit in the burrow. So it's like pissing down with rain and we're standing there and we're like, yeah, how good's this? And your brother's like having the time of his life because he's a Hawks fan and a Souths fan. So Amazing. he's like, this is mint. Amazing. And we're cheering and getting into it and really getting vo- vocal. Like we're, you want us on your side in that situation. <laughs> and this old duck next to us who's wiry, this wraith-like 80-year-old with these just skeletal figures. She, had, she would have had the finger strength of a rock-climbing pianist who did Thai masseuse <laughs> for a pastime. Like, she was strong. She lives She just there. burrowed. She crawled her way out from beneath us out of nowhere. Souths are up by like 20 and we're just cheering and whatnot. She turns around and goes, who the fuck are yous? In South Gear and stuff, cheering on, and we're like, um, oh, we're just watching. She goes, I've been here before you were born. She goes, I've been here in the mud, and we're just like, mud. Oh my Where's God. the mud coming from? It's a grandstand. You're like, did you bring in your own soil? It was so intense. We're like, hey, we're here now. We're just supporting your team. Relax. And she just wasn't having it. She hated our guts for like, you got to earn your stripes. It's like trying to wow. say you're a local in bloody uh, Byron. Wow. Probably Man, you in hardcore. 60 years, you were looking at yourself. I've been here in the mud. Okay. <laughs> ANZ Stadium needs a refurb. No wonder they're all watching it on their phone undercover. <laughs> it's muddy out there. What mud are we sitting in? It says C6. C6. Yeah, oh, sorry, I'm in mate. C6. Oh, mate. <laughs> mate, you're sitting in my mud. Sorry, mate. Can you just move over? <laughs> yeah, no worries, mate. So, oh, I didn't just read slide it. I didn't over, read it mate. Just slide just over, mate. Just slide over. <laughs> says mud six here, mate. Yeah, yeah. mud six. Sorry. Oh, I'm mud seven. Sorry. Hey, on that, on other people's seats, when I came back from Perth last week from the world mm. record attempt, and as we know, was actually mm. quite ill, I pre-booked, obviously, the ticket, and as you do, you don't just rock up and walk on a plane. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I just, this is how like, little of an adult I am. When I buy a ticket, I have to be like, mate, I pre-booked. No, you didn't. You booked it. That's There's no pre-part. The pre-part was when you didn't have the you ticket. Booked. So I booked a ticket to sit on the window in advance. No, you booked it when you booked it. Anyway, I get in. It's a packed pain. There's a dude in my seat and he's asleep. And I'm so putrid oh. that I don't go like wake him up and go, hey, mate, you're in my, in my seat. I just go, oh, fuck this. And I put it in there and I'm like crunched over with my lungs in agony in the middle mm. the whole flight. Four oh hours from Perth. God, you did it. And I still haven't let it go. And it's not oh. even that I'm pissed off at him. I'm pissed off at myself for not going, hey, dude. Can you, yeah. Any danger? I'm in mud six. <laughs> First of all, how fast does he fall asleep? I thought it's he was just... faking. So I kept giving him eyes to wait till he woke up. And then I th- it, maybe he was so bloody comfortable he legitimately fell asleep because oh, it, no- wow. it was a nightmare. What a jerk off. 
we're not really talking heaps about NRL at all here. But on misplaced seating and stuff, I'm with my daughter at swimming lessons, her swimming lessons, not mine. That'd be weird. At the local baths the other morning. Do you think this is creepy or weird? I think I'm the only one creeped out about this. Mm. I've got to take a piss before lessons. So I go into the change room. Yep. Cubicles occupied. So I go across. I've got her with me. There's three urinals, right? Pretty close mm-hmm. proximity. Those individual ones on the wall. Little white ones. And I've got her on my left arm. And I just go, yeah, no worries, bang. Got to go, got to go. Start pissing on the one on the right. Midstream, a dude in like his 50s sidles up and chooses to piss in the one right next to me in the middle. Yeah, that's weird. So I look across and he's just like, you know, obviously got it out. And then my daughter clocking it. And I'm like, don't look at what a real man's penis looks like. That's creepy. <laughs> and regardless of the kid, she wasn't freaked out about it. But it was like, what? You use the one in the middle when the other two are occupied. That's it. Like, who's <laughs> choosing to, to go there? Bit of, bit of space. This is why I'm disappointed I didn't say anything on the plane. Because immediately I started saying something. I just looked at him and go, interesting choice, mate. <laughs> And he's pissing, and I'm holding my daughter, and he's like got no idea. It's like a non sequitur for him. Just he's just mid piss. Interesting choice, mate. It's like <laughs> what to piss. <laughs> so I then go and wash my hands, and he's still a bit flummoxed. And he comes back and washes his hands. I just look at him and go, "Did you not see the one on the left?" And he just stared at me, and I walked out. Awesome. Oh shit! I think I'm the creep. Nah, it's great. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Really it is, weird. isn't it? Yeah. And it was the same guy from the plane. <laughs> And you both swapped wives. So you reckon the storm are a chance? You're a Melbourneian? I think the storm the storm is over, my friend. Whoa. <laughs> well, they won their first game for the what twenty first year in a row. Under Bellamy they've never lost oh, yeah. round one, which is just insanity, really. Took Golden Point, but they got there. I still think Penrith are the real Team to beat. Right, yep. Looking to go three-peat, back-to-back-to-back. I thought the Eels were really disappointing in that grand final, but they'll be really good again. But I think there's a couple of sneakies. Oh, yeah. I think the New Zealand will be all right. The Warriors. I'm really wrapped for them to actually be able to play at home because during COVID, they had to relocate for like two years. Exactly. I, I still think, think that time. as a sign of like good faith, the entire season they should get to play at home every week. Absolutely. They spent years away from their families and all the stuff they went through. That country's through earthquakes and all the rest of it. We've got to look after Tasmania's little sister. No one else is going to do it. Absolutely. I have fallen in love with the game being up here. Really? But, Bum uh, sniffers? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I love how local the game is, as I said before. Were you watching when you were in Newtown? Did you go watch the Jets? Oh, love the Jets. Yeah. Friend of the pod, Brod, my brother, mm-hmm. used to wear, when he lived in Sydney, he used to wear all the Jets gear. All oh, of yeah. It, all of it, right. Where was he when they were in the mud? <laughs> exactly. We went to Newtown's Henson Park, yeah. to their home ground. We showed him at one time. He came and goes, what's this oval? Fair fan. This is my great Lancer. So this will be Bellamy's last yeah. year, likely. Yeah. He's a young buck compared to Bennett and Sheen's. They lost, you know, Cronk, Inglis, Slater, Smith, and Bellamy's just always it's kept incredible. them in the yeah, mix. It's amazing. I think the anonymity that Storm players get in Melbourne as Melbournians can't be underestimated because here, like, AFL players can't fart in their sleep on a plane without 
it being in the Herald yeah, Sun right. the next day. The yeah. Storm players can shit on the roulette table of Crown that's Casino right. and get away with it. It's the opposite. It, that's got to be freeing, and that's probably part of their preseason stuff as well. They win every first game. Yeah. I think the Dragons will probably continue to be a shambles. I'd be on Coach Sack watch there. Yeah. Gus Gould will be annoying. Yeah, as always. Absolutely. That decrepit old <laughs> bloody prawn head looks like he's been Madame Two Swords version of him that they left out in the sun about a year he ago. He died a few years ago. Old Gus Gould. I reckon it was Ward Four style. He'll be leading the undercover Panthers though at the kennel. Yeah. They've recruited well. They got Burton, Kickout, Crichton, undercover and they've got Seraldo, the coaching staff too, and Reed Marnie. Actually, they got heaps. Yeah. They'll be all right. The dogs. They'll be on the up. Yeah, I think maybe they yeah. will. Did you see that the whole of... So they weren't... Uh, every year the NRL have a float in the Mardi mm. Gras. And this year they didn't because they got rejected for their application. Now, the party line that the Mardi Gras holders and whoever it is, New South Wales government or whatever, said, look, we're inundated. We had we like 30% of applicants didn't get one. Don't take it personally. Nothing to do with all your like players not wanting to wear a rainbow. <laughs> They did a poll of all the teams and like the people in charge and the big wigs, and they said, "Would you want a pride round?" Yeah, we learned from our mistakes, so we're going to ask you just to make sure it's sweet. And the results were resounding. The answer was no, we don't want it by a verdict of eighty-two percent. Wow. wow! No, mate, no pride round. So now they're trying to find middle ground. And I think they've floated the idea of a respect round, so it's like covers oh everyone. God. You know what I love about that, though, when I heard it? It's like when you have the good scissors in the house. Like it, To me, I'm like, where are the evil scissors? <laughs> the idea of a respect round is that every other round is just no respect. The whole It's like, nah, just... nah. Just come and abuse people. Just stand in the mud. Like if that chick turned around to us at the burrow and said that in respect <laughs> round, we'd be like, whoa, show a bit of respect. This week Sorry, all week. you're right. But it's like, no, no, there's one round for respect. And the rest of the year, it's just disrespect rounds. Back to back. <laughs> Just do whatever you like. God damn it, do I respect you. Hey, on the pride stuff, though, I was speaking to a friend of the pod, Carl, today, and uh, they were talking about some drunk uncle of his or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what his angle is, but he's like, since when is every like gay rights activist like all about the rainbow flag? Like, they've taken our rainbow office. <laughs> Madness! It's gone mad. The world's they gone mad. Taken They've our taken rainbow. our rainbow. I'm like, what? It's theirs. I can't even enjoy a sun shower now because I just know I'm going to look up there and think of three blokes sucking each other's cock. And part of me is going to be really angry, and then there's also a little part of me that is repressed and wants to do it. <laughs> They've taken our rainbow. Argue. Oh, the idea of refraction and like sunlight going through no, beams no, and things. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Watering the garden with a hose and like a rainbow comes in and the kids jump through it. Don't jump through that sprinkler. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Taking our rainbow. Sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Well, I'll tell you what, Mace, there's a lot of sort of disrespect around and a lot of lack of pride. I love the fan engagement, like you said, in the community. But I think Katoni Staggs oh. took it a bit too far on uh, the, the season opener <laughs> down at the foot of the mountain. He gave... Oh. Did you see this? They played paper, scissors, rocks. He'd already given his boots away, so what did he give the lucky winner? The goddamn socks. It was disgusting. His fucking played-in <laughs> socks. 
and he, she gets it wrong. She loses, so he feels bad and goes, nah, nah, here's me dirty laundry. Disgusting. About two years ago, they weren't allowed to, like, oh. they were touching elbows and you, you had to wear a mask. And now he's like, you want a oh, sock? I'll just play footy dis- in it. disrespect round. We've got to remember that. They would have been yeah. so sick. It is. It's disrespect it's round. disrespect round. Can you imagine what she'd done with those, taking them <laughs> home? Awesome. <laughs> Keep the window open on the way home. Hang them up on Jesus. the wall. <laughs> no poster clad glues getting that on. It's just a windsock. I reckon she drained him into a glass and drank the sweat, maybe. That was what she was after. Can I have your sweat, Katoni? Yeah, you know why she did that? She was spent the first 60 minutes at the bar <laughs> watching on her phone. <laughs> All right, well, that's what... What was that? Was that's, that our yeah. NRL preview? But that's that, I guess, yeah. Yeah, rugby. Yeah, so that's everything you need to know about the season ahead. The Roosters win it. The Mighty Milk that's probably it. come ninth. Bugger it. What have we learned? 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 We've learned one thing. Oh, okay. You should never, ever, ever again drop Travis Head. From the Australian cricket oh, team. Oh, I like that learning. Never again. So what, he plays until he's dead? Yeah, he'll play forever. Until he retires. We'll bring him I out. Like they'll, they'll bring him out weekend at Bernie style and two blokes will hold him. Actually, I've learned that if you're having trouble breathing and you feel <laughs> hungover and crook for three to four weeks and start coughing up claret, take yourself to the quack. <laughs> Put yourself in a jar and take yourself straight to the quack. <laughs> All right. Well, we've learnt so much and we'll learn so much again next week. Thanks to everyone at Mint Sports. Love your work there. Can people Can we, get, a, yes, get, a, get us up on mate, socials? Yes, yes, yes. Twitter and Instagram, maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore underscore daily. Follow and like our shit, yes. please. Yeah, follow and like shit. We are going to start ramping that up. We'll put a lot of the clips up of things oh, that yeah. we uh, have the rights to, so you can you can watch and listen. It'll be a multi visceral experience, guys. <laughs> All right, sorry, my flinty voice is back. It's stiff shit. <laughs> Thanks for having us. We'll see you never because it's a podcast. <laughs> You'll hear from us next week. All right, Mace, I love you. Stay mint. Stay mint, Sonny. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> that feels nice. <laughs> Yeah, so for anyone who hasn't heard that, when Shane Shane Hill played, fuck them if they haven't heard it, I'm not putting that in. Start explaining everything. Fuck this. We're talking crap. So <laughs> no, I'm explaining it. I need to know well, what's so going on. We had the episode where we talked about Shane Hill. He played at Mace's local court, and he played at Lamy. He had faith, but we even put in the title and that. If you don't get the reference, I'm sad. Sorry. <laughs> no, fuck it. Moving on. <laughs>